Welcome, welcome, it's Kenny Russell, Bulldozer of Faith, living life in the Spirit. What a blessing it is to uh, come around the Scriptures today and uh, seek first the Kingdom of Yahovah and His righteousness. And what does it say? Everything else will be added unto us. And we've got to be in that place where we recognize the importance of being edified and built up in the most holy faith. And what a blessing it is to be found in the scriptures. And this is where we want to be found on a daily basis. And this is one of the reasons that I love doing this devotion time, that we can uh, together share the word and be encouraged in the word. Because it's not just about this moment and this time. It's not just about us coming together, but it's about walking the lifestyle of what it truly means to live in the spirit. We've got to press in in prayer. And uh, we're going to uh, share from Second Timothy uh, tonight. Looking forward to opening up the scriptures on this, uh, one of the chapters in Second Timothy, just as an encouragement tonight. And it's uh, definitely something that I've been meditating on today that's really been impacting my life on the importance of alignment. And, you know, that's something we've heard a lot about over the past, <laughs> over the past year and a half, over the past 20 years, how important is it to be spiritually aligned? We should never be confused at what the will of Yahovah is concerning our lives. And many people are so soaked up in, you know, their own uh, problems and issues that we fail to realize if we will just commit ourselves in the presence of Yahovah, if we will meditate on the Word day and night, all those same problems that you went through last week, that you went through five years ago, ten years ago, you're not going to have the same problems anymore because you're going to go from glory to glory, victory to victory, and see the transforming power of the Spirit operating within your lives. You know, many people have to go through so much spiritual tragedy before they start to learn the lessons. If we will just be devoted in the Word, we will see the victory in Yehovah. So I have confidence in Yehovah that His promises are yes and amen because I make it my priority to be found in the Word and in prayer because it's not about what we do, it's not about our efforts, but it's about knowing Him, walking with Yehovah. What a blessing. So that's what we're going to press into today. Thank you to everyone who was part of the Zoom call yesterday. It was so good to fellowship with you, to pray with you, that we got to spend time together. The testimonies and the things uh, that were uh, shared last night were such a blessing and encouragement as I just see what the Father is doing in so many lives. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Yeshua. That's why I recognize just how important it is that we continually be an encouragement. And, you know, what we're sharing here around the scriptures is not just for you to, you know, walk in, you know, say, come on, connect me to the IV bag of the scriptures and just pump that straight into my veins. No, the purpose of us coming together is to fan into flame the gifts that the Father has given us so that we can be effective. We are not trying to build our kingdom. We are about the kingdom of Yehovah, and these things are important. Hallelujah. So I just want to give a few shout outs before we get started to those that are tuning in. Welcome, Russell. Good to see you in the UK. 
uh, if you if you just put your comments in the, the or, or write in the message comment section on YouTube and on Facebook, we'll see that. We've also got uh, we're also live on MeWe as well. So if you're watching on MeWe, you're probably over on the. the uh, YouTube feed. Thanks for joining with us today as well. It's a blessing to have you. So we've got Russell, we've got B, we've got Lola, we've got Yogi, we've got Esther, we've got Cassandra, we've got New Day, we've got Gerda with us, we've got Miguel with us. Shalom, shalom to every one of you. We've got Jeff with us as well. <laughs> and I'll say hi to Jerry because he'll be here shortly, <laughs> hopefully, or he'll catch us later. But uh, good to see you guys. Thanks for uh, tuning in and uh, you know li- like I said tonight what are we going to talk about present yourself to Elohim and what I want to share on this is just out of uh, something that we should be conscious of every day we need to be Elohim conscious on an ongoing basis you know there's many things that happen within our life and sometimes that happen within our day that is displeasing to Elohim, and do we have uh, God consciousness within our hearts? Are we able to change and recognize the wrong within our lives? And this is one of the reasons why I want us to look at Second Timothy chapter two, because it talks about the importance of how we treat ourselves to be equipped to be ready in the presence. Of Yahovah. So let's just take a moment to pray and we're going to delve into the scriptures. I really appreciate every one of you for joining. And I uh, just want to give a shout out to those who are listening on podcast. Uh, we appreciate you tuning in from around the world on all the different networks and platforms. And we encourage you, send us an email, Kenny at bulldozerfaith.com. We'd love to hear that you are listening and uh, we'd love to hear testimony or any prayer requests as well so that we can stand with you. Uh, in the presence of Yehovah. Hallelujah. Amen. Father, I want to give you praise. I want to give you glory that, that following you is about relationship. It's not about religion. It's not about going through the motions. It's not about trying to do things to make sure that we add up before man. It's nothing to do with how we are presented before man. But first and foremostly, it's how are we before your throne in your presence. And Father, we come to you with brokenness. We come to you with weakness. We recognize that in the flesh that there is so much work to be done. But we thank you for sending the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, to uh, enable us to bring transformation in our lives. And we pray that our life will reflect Yeshua the Mashiach, the, the, the son of Elohim. We lift you up, Yeshua, today, and we thank you for everything that you have done within our lives, and we ask that your name will be glorified within our lives. We want to cancel the assignments of the enemy right now, and we ask for supernatural favor. Father, we ask that as we pursue you, that you will accelerate our calling, that you will accelerate us uh, to, to a place of uh, fruitfulness. We desire that we bear much fruit, showing ourselves to be disciples, that we truly are walking in the way that you have called us to walk. So, Father, give us eyes to see, give us ears to hear, 
Give us a heart of understanding and, and, and just set us on fire tonight uh, in your presence. Set us on fire no matter what time of day. Some of you are in the morning, some of you are in the afternoon, early evening. And, uh, you know, if you're over here in Israel, it's the middle of the night. But we thank you, Father, that it doesn't matter what time it is, we recognize that there's one place we need to be found, and that is in your presence. So if there's anything we get out of our fellowship together, I pray that it's a hunger and thirst for righteousness, that we will desire to know you more and to walk closer with you in Yeshua's name. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Yeshua. Just a big shout out to Keith as well in the UK. Thanks for joining with us. Keith, it's good to see you. And uh, right, we'll just we'll press in here. Um, let's just press in. Hallelujah. Okay. So like I said, I want to talk on Second uh, um, Timothy chapter 2. We see the, the ordination of the life of Timothy. Um, you know, that he is stepping out in ministry um, uh, in the first chapter, uh, in the first book of Timothy. And, you know, there's some great pointers and things that we see within this portion of Scripture. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, it says, For Elohim gave us the spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. So we can focus on the power of Elohim. The love of Elohim, but do we understand what it truly means to walk in self-control? And, and this is this is a huge battleground. This is a huge area because if the devil can get you to fail in different places within your self-control, it might be dealing with anger, it might be dealing with lust, it might be dealing with addiction, um, you know, or or just succumbing to uh, the assignments of the enemy. You know, you might have a love for money, you might be stressed and panicked and in fear over how things uh, unfold within your life to the whole level where you push Elohim out. And I want to ask you, do we have the self-control to make sure that no matter what we're facing, that we keep Elohim in place? You know, well, number one, he's not moving. The only person who can be out of place is us. But, you know, we've got to align ourselves in the presence of Yehovah. So, I love that scripture where it says, Elohim gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. So I just want to give you a note to self as today, you know, what are we looking at today? Present yourself to Elohim. So a note to self <laughs> that we are self-controlled by the power of the Ruach HaKodesh. Now, if you're self-controlled in the flesh, you're going to love the safety and the comfort of religion. You know, some people get so addicted even to the scriptures and, and, and the, the, you know, because you've come out of so much false teaching and uh, we've been led away with pagan Christianity, uh, you know, with, with Catholicism and Protestant Christianity to a level where the message is being diluted. We've missed the true elements of what the gospel is all about, that we get to that place that we... Uh, you know, have come back to a Hebraic understanding. We're being re-established. But watch out that you don't fall in the other ditch where you just get so focused on information. 
you get so focused on trying to learn more and understand that you, uh, you know, you start seeking answers uh, where you think you might find the answers quicker. You know, what did the rabbis say about this portion in the Tanakh and the Torah? And we start looking and, and you know, many in the Hebrew roots, uh, you know, look, I didn't join a movement, by the way, just so you know. I didn't join the Hebrew Roots movement, and we are not in the Hebrew Roots movement. It's one of the, the it's a pretty messed up movement that's out there. But, you know, many people want to belong. They want to belong to something, so they join movements. But, you know, can we just come back to the place where we say, you know what? I love Elohim. I love Yeshua. I'm walking with him. I choose to walk in Scripture. The scriptures call us to operate in the kingdom. So we're not looking for a new movement. We're looking to get back to the roots of who we are called to be. But when you come back to the roots, don't take on Judaism. You know, we've got so many uh, people who are messianic, uh, you know, involved in messianic Judaism because, oh, I just love the Jewishness. I just love this. I just, oh, I love the Hebrew. I love this. And, you know, you can love all those things, but be very careful that you don't fall into religion because that's not where we want to be. We want to be those that recognize the power of the Ruach HaKodesh functioning within our lives, that it's the love of Elohim that is truly reigning within our lives. And when we have his power and his love, what happens? We have the authority to operate in self-control. So just assess. And, and, you know, I want these times to be challenging when we come into the Scripture so that we can wage war. Don't allow the enemy just to, uh, you know, like the, the story of the, the frog that's put in the boiling water. If you drop him in boiling water, he'll jump straight out. So, you know, what you do is you put the frog in the cold water and just heat it up gradually until it gets so hot. Boom! The frog is dead. And that's what the devil wants to do in your life. He wants you to start in a place where he just puts his heat on you. And he wants to keep you in that realm to the place where you are going to be totally cooked and destroyed. But we want to recognize the power of the Ruach HaKodesh. You have the strength to overcome. So as we address areas that we struggle with in overcoming in our life, firstly, it is not by you gaining more knowledge and understanding and being the better you that will give you victory over the assignments of Hasatan. Because this is spiritual. It's spiritual warfare. You'll see even strong people in discipline in different areas will fail because they're not addressing uh, the heavenly realms in the way that we need to be addressing the heavenly realms. I already see the victory in the heavenly places and we proclaim the manifestation of the victory of Yehovah on the earth right here. So, you know, stand upon his promises. Get to that place where we see the victory in Yehovah, that we recognize the strength of of Yehovah. So that's what we're looking at. We're looking at the, the power, the love, and self-control. So let's read from Second uh, Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. You then, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Messiah Yeshua, and the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to reliable men 
who will also be qualified to teach others. Hallelujah. So what, what are we saying? We're talking about understanding the strength in the grace that is in Messiah Yeshua. There is so much strength in his grace. And, you know, we, we see so much sloppy grace where people are just looking for an excuse. I can just live like hell and, and just call on the grace of Yehovah. You know, many times when I'm studying the scriptures and I see people that have gone through tough uh, places and, and they talk about coming back to the basics that you know and how can we in faith in maturity of Yahovah forget the baseline of the foundation of how we are called to live yes there is grace to help us <clears throat> in our time of need but we've got to recognize that we have got to align ourselves in his strength so we call on his strength and we want to proclaim that many teachers will rise up, reliable and trusted people will rise up and proclaim the gospel. So what what are these people who are entrusted and reliable? What do they look like? They are people who are Elohim fearing, that are pressing in to know Yehovah. And, you know, you can spend all your time trying to study your way through the word, thinking that you can gain knowledge and understanding. But if you do it at the expense of time in the Spirit, you can gain all the knowledge, but you don't have the power and the authority to function. Look at what uh, uh, the, the Pharisees said about Yeshua. They're like, man, man, this guy is, is saying the same things as us. But Yeshua has authority. What is the key that gives him the authority? And I would rather just give me Yeshua then give me all the knowledge because Yeshua will reveal his truth by the Ruach HaKodesh. His spirit will bring his truth to light. Hallelujah. Verse 3. Endure hardship with us like a good soldier of Messiah Yeshua. No one serving as a soldier gets involved in civilian affairs. He wants to please his commanding officer. And this portion of scripture is talking about the battle of being singly minded how the enemy wants you to be uh, so diluted and you know look I battle in these areas especially in the the warfare of the things that we face in the ministry I've got to make sure that every single day I'm homing myself in in the spirit it is not about what is the solution that I have to overcome the life challenge before me. The question is, if I can align myself in the presence of Yahovah, he is the one who will make a way. He is the one who will bring us through. And we're not called to be uh, so involved in civilian affairs at the cost of what it truly means to be in the presence of Yahovah. So what sacrifices are we making to uh, understand the will and purposes of Yehovah? Um, and I haven't said this statement for a while, but you know, if you do not know the will of Yehovah for your life and you struggle with the will of Yehovah for your life, then stop and cancel your entire life and seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Take a vacation, you know, Get to the place of prayer. Set up a disciplined uh, uh, 
process within your life so that the knowing the voice of the Spirit and knowing the will of Yahovah are two very important keys in how you live your life. Firstly, we've got to know the voice of the Ruach HaKodesh because we need his leading. We need his counsel. We need the instructions from the commanding officer so that we can follow out what the Father has called us to do. So what does it mean to be double-minded? If you're double-minded and you're asking for wisdom, you know, we see in James chapter 1, don't even bother because you're not getting wisdom. Why? You're double-minded. You're already split. You're, you're asking the Father, and then you're trying to work it out in your own strength. And we need the strategy of the Ruach HaKodesh. Father, how do I get from here to here? What's it going to take? What do I need to do? And you'll find many of the steps the Father calls you to take goes against the grain of how things should be done in the natural. So, you know, just be encouraged to step out as the Father is speaking to you. Uh, you know, if you're double-minded, you you won't receive anything from Yehovah. Never mind wisdom. You know, so if, if you feel like you're just free-falling, it's like, why am I not receiving anything? Why do I feel so broken? Why do I feel so lost? You know, why am I not seeing the promises of Yehovah? established in my life it's because you're double-minded you have not surrendered truly your life to Elohim well I'm trying I'm trying to do this and I'm trying to do that listen let me let me make it very clear so we don't have any misunderstanding it is not about your works to perfect yourself or correct yourself it's your surrender Present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to Yahovah. It's your spiritual act of worship. So we have got to lay our lives down before the Father. And, you know, some people just want to pick their lives up too quickly. And how many people walk away from the, the, the manifest blessings of God right at the last second because they just think, I'm not waiting, I'm not patient, I don't have the patience to wait i don't have the patience to truly believe let me tell you something it's like if you want to get well organically versus medication you know sometimes if you've got the flu or you've got something going on and you choose to do things naturally you're juicing and you're, you're putting the right stuff in your body let me tell you something the healing process might take longer to be established within your life than if you just go, uh, um, you know, uh, flip a pill and, and throw those drugs in you. Because what's the drugs going to do? They're going to suppress you. They're going to suppress the problem. So all of a sudden, oh, I feel great. But guess what? The problem is still there. But if you do it naturally, if you do it organically, you're dealing with the root. You're dealing with the issue. And that's the same in the spirit. We want to deal from a spiritual perspective and it might take longer for these things to be established and you might be having a panic attack thinking I don't have time to go through this process I don't have time I just need the quick fix and let me tell you something I believe in the transforming power of the spirit to rescue you I believe that you can be set free in an instant and you know we can see uh, you know, signs and wonders and miracles. Yes, I believe that. But as we walk in the faith, in this faith walk, the Father requires us to be disciplined. He requires us to, uh, you know, to follow 
the steps of what it truly means to be a believer. And, you know, many times believers are falling back into the ditch uh, because they're comparing themselves to man. They're thinking, I'm not getting through this, and they're trying to deal with it in the flesh. They're in a panic. I haven't got time, but let me tell you something. Why is it the problem you have today? You had the same problem a year ago. Uh, so, so there's a year gone by already, and you've been trying to do it in your own strength. So what's it going to take for us to surrender to Yahovah and say, okay, I surrender. I'm going to surrender to you. Verse 5, similarly, if anyone competes as an athlete, I'm in 2 Timothy chapter 2, if you're just joining with us. If you uh, compete as an athlete, he does not receive the victor's crown unless he competes according to the rules. There's a way that we are called to walk and we must walk in the spirit. We must live life in the spirit. You cannot see the true promises of Yahovah. Oh, listen, you can go through the motions, call yourself a believer, call yourself a Christian. Do you know how many leaders and pastors I've counseled over the last 30 years uh, who have shipwrecked, who have, you know, not necessarily shipwrecked all of their life, but they've shipwrecked their faith. And they're up there preaching, doing all their stuff in a shipwrecked condition. Because they're so separated from Yahovah, because they have not followed the rules. They're not living according to the rules. And when you get out on uh, on that race day, you know, and, and you're going around the track, you just can't choose to cut across the field and and come out of the lane. No, you have got to stay in the designated way that you have to go. You can't compete and make up your own rules. So what's the rules that the Spirit has given us? He's expecting us to follow His Torah, to walk in His commandments, to walk in His ways. Hallelujah. That's what we've got to understand. The The, the hard-working farmer should be the first to receive a share of the crops. Reflect on what I am saying. For Yahovah will give you insight into all of this. And I love that picture of the farmer. I, I don't know how many of you enjoy home-growing food, but, you know, I was brought up in Scotland, and my mum, uh, you know, we had an organic garden. Of course, you didn't call it an organic garden back then. Why? Everything was organic. You know, <laughs> I remember when the first supermarket came to our area. You know, uh, you know, everything was organic. You, you, you grew your potatoes in your garden, um, you know, if you if you had to go to the city to go do some shopping, that was kind of weird to go buy food because you you home grew grow your food. So we had the goats for the milk, uh, you know, and the the billy goats for meat and sheep and all the different uh, uh, animals that we could eat. But we also had the vegetables from the garden, and we ate fresh produce. But you know, when it talks about the the farmer. Uh, he should be the first to receive his share of the crops and the joy when you've grown something and it comes to harvest time. And the first time you go out there to harvest and, you know, just to, to pick the fruit and to pick the tomatoes or, uh, you know, whatever you've been growing, it's such a blessing, especially when you get that fork and you dig down and up comes your carrots. And it's just like, hallelujah, thank you, Father. Look at how you are blessing us. 
we get to see this. You know, when we walk into the shops, you don't see that. It's just like, ah, oh, you know, yep, some carrots there. You know, there's some cilantro. We've got, you know, some lettuce. But it's different when you see what happens from a farmer's perspective. Reflect on what I'm saying, for Yehovah will give you insight into these things. Remember, Yeshua Messiah was raised from the dead, descended from David. This is my gospel for which I am suffering, even to the point of being chained like a criminal. But Elohim's word is not chained. Hallelujah. This is the gospel for which I'm suffering. Why? Because the devil is mad. You stand up for the gospel and proclaim the truth and encourage people in Yahovah. And what does the enemy want to do? He wants to bind you in chains. He wants to persecute you. What's he trying to get you to do? Just shut up. Stop speaking out about your Yeshua. You know, stop proclaiming about Yeshua. You know, just stop it. If you keep complaining or proclaiming, you know, he's going to look at ways to put shackles on you to stop you from bringing forth the word. I'll never forget the day when I was working in the dairy back when I was um, 17, 18 years old. And, uh, I w- you know, I'd have my Bible with me. I'd be studying the scriptures. And at lunchtime, you know, we had a short lunchtime, but I, I wanted to be found in the word. And-, and when I was in the canteen, over a thousand people could be in the canteen at this large dairy in uh, outside London. And uh, I'd just read the word and I'd always minister to people, pray with people. People would come over and and just sit next to me and say, listen, I'm really going through some tough times. Will you pray for me? And lunch times and these different meetings that took place uh, in, in the breaks, these were opportunities for the manifestation of the, the Ruach HaKodesh and his spirit to minister into people's lives. I saw people being convicted and ministered to, lives getting changed. But, you know, there's a lot of gang uh, leaders and stuff that worked within this dairy few thousand people worked, or 3,000 people worked in the dairy, I think it was. And, um, you know, one day I'm just sitting having lunch reading my Bible, and all of a sudden I hear this guy saying, Why don't you just shut up about your Jesus? And the entire uh, canteen, including the kitchen, all the way half a mile down, everybody shut up. It was dead silence as this... um, you know, uh, a gang leader is telling me, why don't you just shut up about your Jesus? I don't want to hear about your Jesus. And I wasn't even talking to him. I wasn't even talking to anybody. I'm just sitting there reading my Bible at this time. Now, of course, my lifestyle is sharing the gospel everywhere I go. And there's always someone I'm sharing with. But at this moment when this happens, I'm not even sharing with someone. Why don't you just shut up about your Jesus? And I'm looking around, I'm thinking, praise Yahovah, what an opportunity we have here. So I don't just stand up. I stand up on my chair, and I'm at the very back of the canteen, and I just proclaim, I want to tell you why I don't shut up about my Jesus. And I started to proclaim the gospel in just a few short minutes, and no one was speaking in the entire canteen. And the glory of Yahovah just fell on the place. It was so powerful what the Father did 
in that moment. My life was not in danger. I wasn't, uh, you know, even though these threats were coming out from, you know, one of the gangsters uh, that worked at the dairy. But he, he couldn't do anything. He couldn't speak after the word of Yehovah was declared. As I shared a short segment of testimony and proclaimed that Yeshua of Nazareth is alive and that we need a saviour, and we need to repent of our sins and receive salvation. Well, after that moment, you should have seen how many people were talking about Yeshua and talking about that event. Everyone that wasn't in that canteen, they got to hear about it over the next 24 hours. Oh, you never believe what happened in the canteen when, uh, you know, so-and-so stood up and said this, and this is what Kenny Russell said, and all of a sudden... You know, I'd be walking down corridors. People are like, stop. Uh, can you just pray for me? You, Kenny Russell, can you just pray for me? And and I got to minister to even more people because of that event that took place. But when we proclaim the gospel, ex- expect persecution, expect, uh, you know, to be chained, expect to be attacked. But what does it say? Elohim's word is not chained. So even when they want to shut you down, even when they want to chain you and put you away, his word is not chained. We can proclaim his word until the day we die. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they may too, that they too may obtain the salvation that is in Messiah Yeshua with eternal glory hallelujah so we don't want to preach you know some happy clappy gospel listen if you come to yeshua it's not a a, a walk in the park uh, just uh, everything's so beautiful and everything's awesome yes you can have those moments and those times and i have many days where i'm rejoicing in the glory of yahovah in the victory of the things he is doing but when we face challenges when we face persecution when you're dealing with liars when you're dealing with cheats when you're uh, dealing with uh, false accusations and all these different things coming against you what are you going to do where's your strength going to come from because in the natural you can be so drained that you can't function and what i do in the midst of attack you know i just do less of all of that other stuff and i do more of being in his presence Father, I'm going to stay in your presence and I'm not leaving. I'm pressing in for the victory. I'm pressing in for your glory to be manifest. You know, will we fast and pray that we will see miraculous signs and wonders in our life? That when we speak the word of Yahovah, the sick will be healed. That we can lay hands on the sick, lay hands on the broken hearted. Uh, just reminded of a, a testimony when Haley and I were going down to Cornwall. It was before we were married, and uh, we're just driving down to Cornwall. And anyway, we meet up with a friend of Haley and one of our friends. Um, the son was taken out of the home because he tried to kill the mother, and he was put in a mental institute into a. a um, uh, a mental home and um, she's sharing the story about how her son got a knife and how he's trying to kill her and all these different things and you know I just heard the voice of the spirit speak to me 
Go and pray for him. He's going to be supernaturally healed. And I told her, I said, listen, I'm listening to what you're saying, but, you know, I just believe that if we go and lay hands on your son, he's going to be supernaturally healed. And she's fired up. She's like, yes. Oh, oh, yeah. I don't know how this is going to happen because he's in a mental hospital. I don't know how we're going to be able to get in. But, you know, let's try and get this organized. She's phoning up and they're not working with her. You know, it's not visiting time. You can't come and see him and all this stuff. She said, listen, we are getting in the car and we are going. And the word the father gave me, if we can just lay hands on this young man, he's going to be supernaturally set free. Anyway, we get to the hospital and, you know, we're trying to work some stuff or the mother's trying to work some stuff to get us in. Eventually they agree. Listen, we're not coming for a visit. That There's a minister here that wants to pray for my son and I want you to to have my son in one of the uh, um, uh, living rooms so that he can receive ministry. It's not just about medication. He, I want him to receive ministry. And she was trying to say that I'm there to pray for him and everything. So anyway, they, what they do is they put him in this room. We go into this living room and there he is. And he's like this very soft person. He's so tall. He's like six foot six or whatever. Extremely tall. And in his eyes, you just saw dark evil. And he's all drugged up. He can hardly speak. And... You know, I I just see this presence of darkness all over him, but I could see straight through that darkness to to the little boy on the inside who was calling out, please help me. And I said, listen, I said, we have come here to pray for you. I believe that God is going to supernaturally set you free. You are going to be delivered right now. I said to him, do you want to be free? And I'm holding his hands as we're standing there. And, and you know, he's towering above me, uh, built strong, towering above me. And I'm just holding his hands, looking up into his eyes. Do you want to be free? And his lips are moving. And he's, I know he's medicated out of his, his socks, his sockets, you know. But he, yes, I want to be free. Yeah, I want to be free. And I just said, I'm going to lay my hands on you and we're going to proclaim supernatural deliverance and you are going to be set free right now. And yes, that's what I want. And I laid hands on them and we prayed for them. We prayed in the spirit and we cast the devil out. We came against the, the, the enemy. You are not going to be labeled with mental illness in Yeshua's name. You're going to be supernaturally set free right now. And we just pleaded the blood of Yeshua and we cast the devil out uh, and this demonic assignment over his life, out of his life at that point. Hallelujah. And the presence of Yahovah was so strong, but we didn't see this incredible manifestation. But I said to his mom, I said, listen, I know what's happened. Uh, you know, the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit has told me he is free. He's free right now. You know, you might not see this because you've got to wait for the drugs to wear off, but he is free. And, you know, we were told you have to go time. You know, this is not a visiting time. You've come in here as a minister to minister. You've now got to leave. So we all left. And Haley and I went around ministering the places we're ministering to. And, you know, we're flying all over, traveling. 
it's a number of years, a few years later, maybe a couple of years later, I get this phone call, I don't recognize the number, and this person says, I think her name is Lynn, she said, hi, it's Lynn, um, I don't know if you remember me, but you came and play, prayed for my son in the mental hospital in uh, Cornwall. And I said, yeah, I remember you. She said, listen, I know you live in the Forest of Dean. I'm in the area. Uh, can we come round and, and see you? I've got my son with me. Can we come and see you? I said, sure. So I gave them the address. They came round and in walks into my house this, this tall young man uh, who is totally set free. And he brings his wind instrument in. He plays the the the, the tuba and he starts playing and they're sharing uh, you know and his his life is totally transformed and the mother gives testimony and he's given testimony about what's happened in his life and you know after we left it was less than 7 days after that the assessments they totally released him uh, from the mental home back to the the care of his parents and he has never experienced any of those manifestations since. He was totally delivered and set free. And the mother said, I just wanted to come around and say thank you because God is faithful. He is real. And that was a mother in desperation, not knowing what to do. And the father sent you to come and minister to my son and now he is free. Hallelujah. We walk in the freedom of a mighty God. Are we praying for miraculous signs and wonders in our life, in our ministry. We're all in the ministry. And I encourage you, pursue the gifts that we will be equipped. Let's pray for the gifts of the Spirit so that we can minister to the brokenhearted. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect, for those called out ones, that they will receive the promise that they will maintain, obtain salvation in Messiah Yeshua, that they'll walk in eternity. Hallelujah. So, you know, we've got to discipline our lives in the way that we are running the race that we are called to run, that we are playing by the rules of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Don't take shortcuts in your faith walk. Don't worry how long it takes, because the more you fast and pray, and press in, the greater the acceleration of what the Father is going to do in your life. And let me tell you something, my God can do more in five seconds than we can do in our entire lifetime. So don't be stressed about what you think you've got to get to or what you've got to achieve, but surrender to Yahovah. Understand who he is. Verse 11 of 2 Timothy chapter 2. Here's a trustworthy saying. If we died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we disown him, he will also disown us. If we are faithless, he will remain faithful, for he cannot disown himself. Hallelujah. So we want to die with him so that we can live with him. If you don't lose your life, you're never going to truly recognize what it means to walk in the Spirit. And we have many people playing uh, playing the game. So they say all the right things, they tell you all the, the things of what they're doing, 
but they are not walking in the ways of the Spirit. So we have got to identify how we're walking and recognize that we can be uh, secure in Him. Why? Because there's so many places within our lives where we will fail in the natural. But what does it say here? He will remain faithful. He cannot disown himself. He will remain faithful. So where are you? Are you in the presence of Yahovah, or do you feel like you're broken? Do you feel like you're in need of deliverance? You're in need of salvation? Then we want to proclaim the supernatural manifestation of uh, deliverance over your life. Be set free in Yeshua's name. Don't allow the doctors to label you. Come into the presence of Yahovah and be set free and receive everything that he has for you. Be faithful. Come on. Understand the faithfulness of Yahovah and walk in his faithfulness. Verse 14. Keep remembering them, uh, them of these things. Warn them before Elohim against quarreling about words. It is, not, it is of no value and only ruins those who listen. So we don't want to be people who are quarreling. Quarrel, <laughs> I can't get the words out of my mouth. Quarreling. But we want to be those who are of sound mind walking in the Spirit. We must know how to divide the Scripture. It is not okay if you're locked up in false doctrine. I'm sorry. It's not okay. And, you know, we've got people quarreling about stuff that's just stupid. And we need to be those who are focused on the truth of the Scriptures and walking in the Scriptures. Verse 15. Do your best to present yourself to Elohim as one approved, a workman who does not need to be ashamed or who um, correctly handles the word of truth. We don't need to be ashamed, but we need to be those who know how to handle the word of truth. And this is a key verse of, of what, what our, our time together is about tonight. Do your best to present yourself to Elohim as one approved. Do your best. Come on. Listen. And in doing your best, submit to the Father by the Spirit. And he will lift you up. He will enable you. I want to, you know, set us on fire to be encouraged that we get to present ourselves before the Father. And, you know, we see in the movies and proms and stuff where the girls got all dressed up and they're ready to present themselves to the young man that's going to take them to the dance or to the prom. And, you know, it's that moment of being accepted, of being prepared, being ready for the event. And we are called to be ready for the event to follow and walk in the ways of Yahovah. I don't care about your kingdom. I don't care about my kingdom. We are not called to build a kingdom. And that's one thing that um, our family has been very successful at doing. We have never been on a mission to build our kingdom. We have always been on the path of building the kingdom of Yahovah. And what does that mean? It means that everything we have belongs to you, Father. And if you require all of it, so be it. It's all yours anyway. We're going to live in that extravagant way of 
giving everything or whatever it takes to make a difference for the gospel of the king. And I see so many ministries. I see so many fallen ministries. And what have they done? You know, you see them falling. And why are they following? Because they recognize they're building their own kingdoms. So they can say all the right things, but we see by the actions what they have been truly doing. And we pray that the Father will turn them around and that they will build in accordance with the King uh, and the kingdom of Yehovah. It's so important. Avoid godless chatter because those who indulge in it will become more and more ungodly. So we want to be focused on what the Word is saying and focused and making sure that that's what we're meditating on. We're not getting involved in godless chatter. We're not uh, getting to that place where we're just missing out on, uh, you know, what's happening with the Joneses, what's happening down the road, what's happening, you know, with this group of people. Look, these things don't matter. Let's just focus on Yahovah. Don't become ungodly because we're just being polluted by the gossip of this world. And, you know, the different types of teachings that's out there leading us astray. Verse 17, their teaching will spread like gangrene. It's not going to bring life. That's how we know that which is of Yahovah brings forth life. Hallelujah. His word will be established. So it'll be like gangrene. Among them uh, are Hymenaeus and uh, Philetus, uh, who have wandered away from the truth. They say that the resurrection has already taken place and they destroy the faith of some. Nevertheless, Elohim's uh, Elohim's solid foundation stands firm. Hallelujah. And that's what we continually teach on. The solid rock on which we stand. Hallelujah. Sealed with his with this inscription. Yehovah knows those who are his. And everyone who confesses the name of Yehovah must turn away from wickedness. If we confess who he is, we must turn away from wickedness. And this is not just a message to new babes in Messiah. Many mature believers get to a place where they have just got so caught out by the plans of the enemy that they lose touch with who they are called to be. So we've got to get back in line with the Spirit. We've got to understand that Elohim has a solid foundation that stands firm. And we've got to know that we belong to him. So do you belong to him? If you belong to him, come on, rejoice, even in the place of brokenness. Why? Right back in verse 1, we deal with the strength. Be strong in the grace that is in Messiah Yeshua. Be strong in the grace that's in Messiah Yeshua. And we will see the victory. I just want to call you to a place right now. And I want to ask you, what's your reason for desiring more of God? Is it so that you can be puffed up and just look like a better believer? Or are you truly in the presence of Yehovah because you want your life to make a difference in the life of others? Are we willing to lay our lives down for the brokenhearted? Are we willing to pay the price to make a difference to those who need Elohim?
What price are we willing to pay? So, turn away from wickedness and pursue Yahovah. And if you're just pursuing to know God more and more for your own self-righteousness and for your own self-position, just so that you can be a better you, you've missed it. Your own self-righteousness is a wicked path. It's truth that's twisted. So in everything that we do, Father, we come before you to be equipped to be effective in this generation. That we can lay hands on the sick and they will recover. That we can pray for those who are dead, they will rise again. I'm just talking about the elementary, you know. That we can walk in the ways of Yahovah and preach and minister the gospel to a broken world that lives can be changed. So I want to encourage you today that this is a day that, you know, we take that time to say, Father, I want to present myself before you. So right now, wherever we are listening and watching from, I just want to encourage you, take a moment right now and say, Father, I just want to present myself to you. I present myself to you. Are you ready to do that right now? As we see in verse 15 of 2 Timothy chapter 2, do your best to present yourself to Elohim as one approved, a workman who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. That's our prayer today, Father, that this will be us, that this is how we live. This is our life. Forgive us for our sins. Forgive us for the brokenness. Forgive us when we fail you. But we thank you for your grace. We thank you that the world might dismiss you, might reject you. But if we will turn our face towards you and truly teshuvah, turn from our wicked ways and come back to you, you will lift us up and that you will set us free. So we present ourselves before you, Father, right now. And just take a moment and call on him right now. What is the Holy Spirit saying to you through this word tonight? What is the key thing that he is speaking to you? Are you receiving from him today? What is he saying to you? What's the Ruach HaKodesh speaking to you? I believe that the Father is is releasing keys. He's equipping his body right now. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for just the blessing to be found in your presence. But Father, we just don't want to come to you just for the fuzzy feelings. We don't want to just come to you for comfort, uh, you know, of some addiction to be in your presence. But we want to be equipped to minister the gospel. We want to be those who recognize the race in which we're in, that we will know the will of Yahovah, that we will know the voice of the Spirit, that we can walk in your ways. So we give you permission to minister to us. We ask for an open heaven over our lives that heaven will speak and we will receive instructions. Each and every one of us, Father, you know, we don't just want to see one person, but every one of us, we call on your name. We just come before you, Father. We present ourselves before you. 
we take on the righteousness of Messiah. And we want our orders to be effective for your kingdom. And all the assignments that the enemy has against us that's seeking to dilute us, that's seeking to get us involved in civilian affairs, we say we break you in Yeshua's name. And we ask for freedom of these things so that we can be devoted to what you command us to do, what you have called us to do, that we can be about your work, that we can be singly minded and not double minded, that we will have the testimony of the blessings and fulfillment of a mighty God. I hope you've been blessed and encouraged with the message tonight as uh, we've shared from Second Timothy. I pray that you are blessed. If you're blessed and encouraged, you want to share uh, what the Father is, is doing and saying to you, uh, or you want to give testimony, you can write to me, Kenny at bulldozerfaith.com. If you're encouraged with the ministry, you want to support the ministry and help us get the word of Elohim out to the nations, then I encourage you to go to bulldozerfaith.com forward slash give, and you can um, plant a seed into the ministry. If you want to tithe or give uh, offerings to the ministry, you can do that at bulldozerfaith.com. We appreciate you standing with us. Keep us in prayer because we are in the midst of a fierce battle here in the land of Israel. But I'm seeing the alignment of the Spirit over the things that are happening here. Yes, we're experiencing persecution because of our stand and who we are in the Spirit. But we deal with the principalities. We deal with the assignments in the heavenly realm. And that's what's going to give us the victory in the natural. So stand with us in prayer for our work here in the land of Israel and uh, for the ministry and the family here as well to see the victory of Messiah. Thanks for watching. Until tomorrow, Yehovah bless. Hallelujah.